Welcome back to Voices of the Sea, a podcast from the Navy League of the United States. We bring you to the deck plate to tell the real story of our sea services from the voices of the service men, women, and family members who make it happen all day, every day. I'm Anne. And I'm James. On this episode of EOS, we're talking with Ian LeBlanc about his work at the National Museum of the American Sailor. Welcome, Ian. We're so excited to have you. You are our first non-Navy League guest. That's true. Oh, wow. Oh, so, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> we are so glad to have you. Um, I think, should we, can we ask you to just give uh, a little intro about yourself, um, where you work, and kind of how you got there? Okay. Um, I work at the National Museum of the American Sailor, just off Great Lakes Naval Base. Um, I'm the exhibit specialist and the building manager among many other duties, but uh, <laughs> primary exhibit specialist. So I basically design and uh, build um, all the exhibits and all the spaces within the museum. Wow. So you actually and, build the spaces? Yes. Wow. I, I make little maquettes of them and then bring them to life and uh, design the panels and do all that stuff. That's amazing. So how exactly did you end up in that kind of uh, job? Like what, what led you to end up at the National Museum? Well, I, uh, I've always been very creative. And uh, at a very early age, 17, <laughs> I joined the Navy. It kind of like all through my Naval career, I was doing like, I was a, a, an ET or electronic technician. And, um, but I really was uh, like an, in an elementary school and in high school, I was an artist. Uh, that was what I did, you know, and I drew and I did all types of stuff. And then in the Navy, eventually I started picking it up again. And then I did some stuff for the Navy. Like I did a mural in our galley and stuff like that oh, and wow. a bunch of other things. And then um, getting out uh, off active duty, I was like, well, I'm going to continue in the Navy. I love the Navy, but I'm going to do it as a reservist, but I'm going to go to school, become an art teacher. Went to school, became an art teacher, but nobody wants to hire art teachers. <laughs> so uh, I got the opportunity to go to grad school for art, for more schoolings. <laughs> maybe people want uh, someone me, uh, maybe for me to teach college. Well, so I went through that. I went to um, University of Wisconsin, Madison, mm -hmm. had a great time, got a degree in sculpture and ceramics, 3D arts, and then came out of there, no jobs. So, um, still doing the Navy reserve the whole entire time. And then, uh, slowly just started working my way through jobs, trying to get, uh, into an art field. So I, uh, worked at one place as a welder, another place as a sculptor, another place, a stained glass studio. Wow. Um, worked at Potbelly restaurants, uh, designing <laughs> yes. their decor and stuff like that, uh, running a CNC machine. And then I was coming up to my retirement in the... Uh, Navy Reserve. I didn't really want to retire and I didn't want to end my life in the Navy. So mm -hmm. then I was like, you know what? I want to get into one of those museums. Mm. But through the federal system, it's like those opportunities are not always there. Oh my gosh. Like, it is so challenging to get a job at yeah. a federal job like at all. <laughs> yeah, Well, yeah. And uh, it took several times and I was like, look, at, uh, I was talking to some people uh, that had federal jobs and uh, they helped guide me through the path. And eventually I got a job as a building manager, mm. but my ultimate goal was to work at uh, NCH. 
uh, Navy Historical Command, uh, Heritage Command. And eventually, after a couple of years, it finally opened up and I got right in here. And wow. uh, been happy ever since. That's amazing. What, what year? a journey. Yeah, seriously. What year was that that you started? I started in about uh, 2015. Amazing. Well, that's, I mean, certainly you, uh, you are certainly artistic. <laughs> you, it sounds like you've kind of run the gamut of like all of all of the media that you could possibly do art in. Oh yeah, when um, a little uh, for a little while, I was a studio uh, technician up in Canada for um, Fleming College, and we did photography, ceramics, sculpture, jewelry, fabric arts, uh, you name it, printmaking. Mm -hmm. We did, and I had to know all this stuff. I had to organize all those programs and know, um, tap into the stuff that I did as an art educator. And uh, uh, so pretty much anything in art, I love it. Can't wait to get into it again. Uh, like, mm -hmm. like play into different stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and in this place here, I get to actually, although I'm not building sculptures, I'm building themed environments. You know, or one of our awesome. exhibits is the, about Age of, uh, age of Sail. Uh, sales unfurled and it talks of the enlisted sailors experience from um, the revolution war to the civil war and uh we fold it like the lower decks of the constitution wow. so we planked everything everything is encased in wood the cases are wood everything so we did flooring we did ceilings we did the walls that's and, amazing uh, it was fun i want to come visit don't you james <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's Feel funny free. because I, so I went to law school at Loyola in Chicago and I okay. have been up to Madison's campus and it's gorgeous, by the way. I, but for some reason, I mean, there are so many museums in Chicago. I never knew about your museum. And so that's part of kind of why I wanted to bring you on as a guest because, you know, I'm former military. My dad is former Navy. He, he did electronics on board carriers um, before, he, before he joined the SEAL teams. Um, so it's it's not like I didn't have an interest, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, so it's it's great, I think, to let people know that you guys are there um, and what you're doing. But that particular exhibit just sounds fantastic. I love the well, idea of like. Yeah. And like we're a, we're a small museum. We're one of the newest to uh, our command. However, we're growing mm -hmm. and we're constantly improving. We have a <laughs> our building is actually historic. So we have a limited amount of space. However, we're working with it. We're, we're adapting this building to make it like when you see it from the outside, you wouldn't even believe what's inside. <laughs> and uh, it, once you walk up to it, it's just like you're teleported to a different place. Ooh, I, I kind of uh, like that. <laughs> that's the goal. And uh, we have a, an exhibit um, right now that's a temporary exhibit, but uh, hopefully this fall we'll start working on our newest exhibit about World War, uh, Spanish American War and World War One, oh. and it will be just like Age uh, Sales Unfurled, where it'll be like you'll be on Spanish American, you'll be on a white battleship. On the other side, you'll be on a razzle dazzle ship. Oh my gosh! You know the camouflage patterns from World War One, and we just keep on going from there. It's World War Two, then into Korea, then into Vietnam, all the way up to the modern sailor, to tell the enlisted sailor's experience. How long are those exhibits usually? How long do they last? Is it a month long process or? Well, we have temporary exhibits mm -hmm. um, and uh, those are just placeholders until we build our 
permanent ones. And like sales oh. unfurl is more of a permanent exhibit. Gotcha. Uh, the World War One and World War Two will be more of a permanent exhibit. And right now we have an exhibit on Navy tattoos. So Captain Cook and the Polynesians all the way to the modern sailor. And there's a wall of flash and <laughs> several seven foot tattoos all stringed <laughs> all through the whole exhibit. It, it looks, it's like eye candy. Uh-huh. And, um, but it's a temporary exhibit. Uh, for once we finish World War One, we're going to jump into World War Two, and put World War Two in that position. I that saw place. some photos online um, of the tattoo exhibit that you have up, and I'm I'm like so tempted to get some like <laughs> sailor some, some sailor ink yeah. <laughs> yeah. happening. Got a lot of tattoos, but uh, but no like. No, like vintage sailor tattoos. I think that might yeah. need to happen now that I'm at the Navy League. I go for it, Anne. I, <laughs> I'll let I'll let you deal with that. No, James is going to come with me. I'll no, nope, not happening. <laughs> uh, actually, wanted to ask, what can visitors expect at a museum like this? It, we have these gorgeous exhibits that you mentioned, but you know what is going to really draw visitors to uh, your museum? You think? Well, I think like. We are the only uh, Navy museum in the Midwest, Mm. but also we tell the enlisted sailors experience. Mm -hmm. Other museums, they may tell the whole, like just give you a synopsis of the whole Navy or they'll talk down in one of our uh, other museums is down in Pensacola. It's all about aviation. And they'll talk about just not the airplanes, the enlisted and the officers. We just are U.S. Navy enlisted sailors so the e1 to you know e9 people and actually there's more veterans that are enlisted than officers and stuff like that yeah so um and there then also being part of just off the great lakes naval base we're the large uh like the largest boot camp for the u.s navy we're the only one left right and uh so we have all the families coming in so when they're coming here to pick up their sons and daughters after boot camp they stop in and they get to see this experience see this new family that they're part of and the sailors get to see that history from you know oh hey when my grandfather said or my great-grandfather said he was in world war one or world war two hey we have pictures of that stuff and we have uh all types of exhibits about that stuff you know so it's kind of it brings in the families but it also brings in the sailors to learn their own history you know that's so great i and that's part of what why we started this podcast exactly i was thinking the exact same thing of course you were because you read my mind (laughs) (laughs) no really though it is giving a voice to these these important people in our history these sailors and i you know i i feel like an opportunity like this this museum is is so special to not only you know experience what life could have been like for the sailors in, in different points in time, but just kind of pay homage to them and and what they did for our country. Right, and continue for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, our our CEO is the the highest was the highest ranking uh, enlisted person in the U.S. Navy. So former Master Chief Petty Officer wow. of the Navy. Um, and it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome to work in a place where you are led. Um, led by other enlisted people, so right. I really, I, I it, of course, being an enlisted person myself, like I, <laughs> that is where my heart lies. Not gonna lie, and no, you know, nothing bad to say about officers, but <laughs> as any right. as any enlisted person will say, um, you know, you know who your people are. Sounds exactly. like you can go on a whole nother. Discussion. Oh, I could, I could. <laughs> no, we, we could definitely have a whole discussion. 
Well, like we tell the story, like people think, oh, the Navy battle of Midway or, or, you know, all these big events. Mm -hmm. Well, what was like, I I jump back to age of sale, uh, sales unfurled. We have like dominoes and things that Mm -hmm. they did during their off time, you know, things that you're normally not going to see like scrimshaw and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We have, um, a sea bag, you know, that is beautifully embroidered. And they had this time and, and all these skills and stuff like that. Nothing and like, but time aboard yeah. a ship. <laughs> yeah. And like a, a surgical kit. Like, mm. oh my gosh, they went at somebody with that? Oh my God. No, 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 no. Um, right. I'll just yeah. jump overboard. <laughs> you know? That's where I, I learned dominoes in the military. I did not know how to play before that. But yeah. I, oh, yeah. That's a big deal in the Marine well, Corps. Well, I, I learned from my grandfather. Uh, who served in World War II? So maybe maybe there's something to there be said there. Go. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, yeah. maybe. I'll... Well, I know on the mess decks it was dominoes and spades. Oh, uh, for sure. If you if you had the heart to go in there and and fight it out with those guys, <laughs> I like just watching them. I, the, the, it was it was it's pretty entertaining. Just be a someone to crowd surf them. <laughs> oh yeah, it would get a little rowdy. I'll just say that. <laughs> I actually kind of want to move on to uh, Ian, your life in the Navy and kind of your experience as as a sailor. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about why you ended up in the Navy and uh, yeah, really how your time serving was, including the Naval Reserves? Yeah. Um, so um, my family are commercial fishermen up oh. and they fished uh, Lake Superior, Lake Huron and Lake Superior. Um, and um before me like michigan um Mm. but they moved up to canada um just before i was born and they brought the whole company up there and they're fishing lake superior and uh when i grew up my dad was like you're not going to be a fisherman i mean you Mm. can but i prefer (laughs) you not to be and uh i want more and he also was like at the end of high school was like well here's your choices you know um, we can't afford for college. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think? And I said, well, I'll join the Navy. Mm. And uh, I always really wanted to join the Navy and go do all that crazy stuff, fly airplanes and all that <laughs> stuff. And that didn't quite work out, but uh, <laughs> it was amazing. Um, I can't tell you that every day was awesome. Sure. Uh, there were <laughs> definitely some very hard times and very hard moments in the Navy. But I can tell you I enjoyed it. I wouldn't change it all. And Mm. the memories I have of being underway and being in the ports and then the sailors I served with and all the different units I've been in, uh, just amazing. And at the end, it's like, you don't want to leave. You don't want this to stop. I wanted to keep on, but Mm. things didn't work out that way. And uh, I had to move on, but it was the highlight of my life, you know? Okay. I have to ask, can you tell us like one of the like most harrowing at sea stories that is <laughs> appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> harrowing. Um, which one could I tell you about? Um, well, I could tell you. Um, well, I can tell you a fun one that okay, I re- a it. day that I really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> well, I, I was new to the ship, and uh, they asked me, "Was I afraid of heights?" <laughs> 
uh, my shop. And I said, oh, that's no, never no, no. a good question. No, <laughs> something's coming. <laughs> Where are we going? And uh, they took me outside onto the weather decks and they pointed to the very top of the ship, up the mast. They said, that, see that disc at the very top? That's called Tacan. That's, uh, it's for airplanes and helicopters, friend or foe stuff. He goes, we have to do maintenance on that. But mm-hmm. um, the tech is not so savvy on being up high. So you're going to do it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. So we get, I do all the training, get, get on all this harness, get this metal sleeve. This called, well, I, I can't tell you what it's called. But anyways, <laughs> it's this metal sleeve that goes at your waist. Yes. And uh, it, you clicks into a rail and then you start going up different rails, to different platforms. And ever, as you get higher, there's less platforms mm-hmm. <laughs> and eventually nothing to kick in. So I get all the way to the top of the, the ship and to do the maintenance on it, you got to sit on it. So you got to unconnect yourself, put your yard irons on both sides and uh, sit on it. So I sat on the very top of the ship and kind of rode it like a horse <laughs> <laughs> at one point. We were rocking back and forth. And, sure. uh, yeah, ships it, aren't, uh, they don't just sit still, guys. They are, they're no, moving they around. move. They, they move <laughs> forward. You're do, one minute you have water underneath you, gray hall water. <laughs> and it keeps on rocking back and forth. But then you had to bend over and do all this stuff underneath to connect all the connectors and do all that and then come down and they did a test and then go back up and disconnect it. But uh, every time I see a picture of that ship, I'm like, yep, I sat at the top of that ship. <laughs> Wow, I can't even imagine. What was the view like? Did you just feel like uh, king like, of the world? Yeah, there well, we go. <laughs> when you're at sea and it was a clear day, you see the curvature of the earth. Oh, wow. So it's like a horizon, every direction, you see the curvature of the earth. It, it's just amazing mm. and uh, unobstructed and crystal clear and just amazing. And wow. It's hard to explain until you're there and you're seeing sure. it, you know. Gosh. Like, if you're not going to have a spiritual experience, like, at that <laughs> moment, it's just probably yeah. not going to happen for you ever. So. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. What a great story. I wonder if Mike ever did that. We should ask him. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder. I do wonder. I want to ask lots of What questions. is his crazy story? Well, he probably wouldn't want to tell us. I don't know. Oh, he'll Maybe. have to tell us. We'll have him on. But... <laughs> Well, that's a, that is an amazing story, and it's so funny to me that you're this you're this artist. You know, you're so into art, um, and you're like, I know, I'll join the navy. But it makes yeah. sense given your family's background and kind of your your connection to the water. Yeah, and my dad served in the navy. My grandfather served in the navy. Mm. Oh, tons of my family. Uh, it just seems the thing to do. Uh, finish high school, join the Marines, join the Air Force, join the Coast Guard. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my brother's in the Coast Guard, and uh, I've had uncles in the Marine, uh, the Army, and cousins in every all the armed forces. So it's just the thing to do if you want to get out of Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a quick way, you know. It sure is. <laughs> well, so. that's I. I just I love. I love that story. I love everything about your your personal story and your journey. And uh, just thank you for sharing that with us. Any other story you feel like um, you want to tell us and just 
either about the museum work or art or being at sea. We're just we're here well, for the stories. <laughs> yeah, we're here for stories. Well, um, another day I uh, helped out with the Navy SEALs, fixed one of their radios, helped them. They had they they don't have a lot of equipment when they're deployed. Right. So we helped them out and uh, they disappeared. They came back month, uh, a month or two later and they said, do you want to go hang from a helicopter? And I said, sure. Wow. So I ran down there. I had one, uh, uh, a second class with me. I was a, f- a third class at the time. And uh, he started going through all the little flight suits, trying to get one that fit right. And I just grabbed the first one and jumped in line. I had my camera. I stepped, strapped it to my hand and uh, got in line. And uh, the SEAL told me exactly what to do. I looked behind me and my chief caught the second class. What are you doing down there? Get out of there. <laughs> he was trying to explain, but he got, he got thrown away. And I was just like, I'm not looking back. <laughs> and I, I walked up there. They attached me to the line. A 46 came in nice. and uh, picked us up and uh, spun us around. So I got to do the spy line with the seals. Wow. And I got pictures of it. Uh, well, a lot of pictures of my feet. Because <laughs> uh, if you if you bring your hand in, you spin around. Mm. So my camera was on the outside. So you got to keep your hand out so right. that it kind of makes a air pocket in front of you. Uh, but uh, got a lot of pictures of the helicopter. It just kept on clicking the button, mm-hmm. and uh, it it was pretty cool. It was another great day in the Navy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love to see some of those photos. Do you still have them? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you um, send us some? I can send you some pictures. That would be amazing. I think yep. we should look at those. <laughs> and, uh, like at the museum here this week, we just installed a new vestibule. So we have uh, where actually we used to have our makeshift lobby. And it was just basically you walked in. So we're going to put a table there. So we'll put uh, have a little stuff like that. And then uh, eventually they got to the point where, hey, we're going to we need a new lobby. So we're going to bust down some walls. And uh, it took us two years, but we uh, took four rooms and made made it into one room, made several closets, got this brand new desk we just got in January, I uh, know in December, and it looks like the bow of a ship. So when you walk mm. in now, you see that. And nice. the vestibule I just finished, we just put in our uh, a new lighted logo and stuff like that. So it's like this museum starting to look like something you see down in downtown Chicago, like at the Arts Institute and sure. stuff like that. Yeah, and that's a that's a great institution for sure. But that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Ian, yeah. for joining us. It's been truly a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, thank I, you for having me. And oh, by the way, thank you for your service. Um, thank <laughs> well, thank you. you for your service. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so can you tell us where, if people want to look up your museum or come visit, where would be a good place for them to go online? Okay, so... Um, Many, uh, you can go to the Navy Heritage, uh, Navy History and Heritage Command, or also you can go to our own website. Uh, just type in uh, National Museum of the American Sailor, and uh, it'll pop up. And uh, we are on all types of different social media platforms and stuff like that. We're um, just off, we're part of the Great Lakes Naval Base, but we're actually just beside the visitor center. So, you don't have to go on base. You don't need an ID to get here. Once you get to Great Lakes, uh, get uh, to the uh, visitor center, there's the parking lot. We're right behind it. Perfect. So we're open to the public, free to the public, and uh, Monday through Saturday, uh, 9 to 5. That's awesome. 
I'm definitely going to, next time I'm up in Chicago, going to make a trip. I mean, maybe we should have a like, company road trip to, oh, to the museum. Oh, we should totally do that. That would be so fun. Okay, done. Let's make it happen. We have people here that would love to give you a tour. Oh, yes. great. Uh, Yay. Okay, one of my James. my coworkers, uh, Kim, she would be awesome. We'll go. James will get his first tattoo. It's going to be oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they can probably recommend some tattoo shots. Too. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's totally happening. All right. I've never agreed to this. <laughs> Well, what do we have coming up on VOS, James? Uh, we have a few, obviously, a few guests coming up. Uh, some Sea Cadet um, representation. Yes, very mm -hmm. good. Um, and then we also have, I believe, one of the pilots who flew over the arena that was hosting the Super Bowl. Um, yes. Yeah, so we are trying to. Uh, get in touch with Amanda Lee, who was one of the Navy pilots who did the Super Bowl flyover uh, recently, and she would be fantastic. So I'm really hoping she says yes to us. But in the nearer future, uh, we have a retired Navy captain, George Sotos, who is currently 104 years old Whew. and a World War II vet and U-boat hunter. So he's going to be here uh in our recording studio in just i don't know like 10 days which is great exciting i think well, we're good i think that's it yeah see you next time james the vos podcast is a production of the navy league of the united states a big thank you to our board of directors and navy league headquarters staff for their generous support of this podcast and even bigger thanks to the men and women who serve be sure to share vos with your friends and spread the good word you can email us at voicesofthesea at navyleague.org. You can also find out more information about the Navy League at www.navyleague.org. Follow us on social media at Navy League US. And you can listen to more Voices of the Sea through Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you find your podcasts. <laughs>